Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Take Point on Retirement with your host, Eric Arnett. Eric is a fiduciary and licensed financial advisor who always places your needs first. The experienced team at Take Point Wealth Management takes pride in knowing they've helped so many pursue the financial future of their dreams, and they can help you too. And now, let's start the show. Here's Eric Arnett. And welcome to Take Point on Retirement. I'm Sam Davis, joined by Eric Arnett and Randy Woodruff, the team over there at Take Point Wealth Management. Eric, how are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, Sam. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. The markets are having me a little bit down this week, but I know you wanted to come on this week and put together a special show for all the retirement warriors out there who are concerned with what's been going on in the markets. You know, even those who have a plan are a bit worried with what's been happening lately. So let's just get your opening remarks, Eric and, and Randy, regarding you know what's going on in the markets, how people should be feeling and, and what action can be taken. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So of course, uh, the markets uh, seem to be in a extended, you know, downward trend here, almost a free fall, if you will. And it's, you know, when you're coming off all time highs in the market, it seems extremely painful. It's, it's kind of the analogy of, you know, you've climbed up, if you can envision a chart, you've like climbed up this cliff and now you're at this really high peak and uh, you've kind of, you know, the market's kind of stumbling and falling off that cliff here recently. So, you know, year to date, the S&P is down 16%. Most of that's come in the second quarter. You know, uh, the stock market's down almost 12% in the second quarter. And so, of course, people are fearful and people are scared. Volatility and measures of volatility that we look at in the market is also high. It's not at all time highs. However, pessimism is increasing. So it is high. So, you know, um, that's kind of the, what you see every day. That's kind of the, the, you know, you know, and, and the headlines are, if you're watching the headlines or talk, you know, you're looking at Fox business or things like that. They're obviously talking every day about, you know, the increase in volatility, um, the increase in interest rates, the increase in inflation, the war in Ukraine, you know, so, and then the Fed have, you know, having to raise interest rates to try to uh, slow the economy down. And so you have four major, major headwinds that are facing our investors and our retirees and pre-retirees. So it's definitely a tough time. Uh, It's a gut check. However, these are the times more than ever that you have to be even more vigilant and even look at the potentials for opportunities as well as the potential to uh, actively manage your portfolio or get on the phone with your advisor. If your advisor hasn't reached out to you, you know, please reach out to us and we're happy to help you and talk to you about what's going on. But, you know, it's obviously... You know, there's a lot of concerns out there, increasing volatility. And really what's happening, Sam, is that 
you know, because of the increase in interest rates, a lot of money is being sucked out of what we call high risk assets. You know, as an example, we can just talk about the technology sector. You know, the technology sector typically is a high risk asset class or a high risk sector. And we're coming out of that post pandemic uh, boost that that sector got. And after COVID and coming out of COVID in 2020, that sector really went through the roof. I mean, it was, you know, the tech sector was up astronomically. Every day it was bewildering. Like you'd look at the market and it just kept going, 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 going. And that in itself was nerve wracking for me because I felt as though, you know, it was getting way over, overbought. And sure enough, it was overbought. And now it's being sold off as the market and as stocks, particularly high-risk stocks, adjust to the increase in interest rates. So as interest rates increase, it makes it more and more difficult for these stocks to, to grow. And so, you know, we'll talk about this and how it impacts your portfolio and what you should be doing, what you, you know, not so much what you could have done, but, you know, what you can do at this point. So, um, you know, I think there's still some good, strong, positive news out there. And even though we have these four major headwinds, there are some good, strong economic backdrops that are out there that still lead us to believe that this isn't going to just continue into just a total freefall bear market. Uh, I feel as though there's going to be some resistance to that. And here's why, you know, economic conditions are still very strong. The job market is very strong. You know, we have earnings, corporate earnings have been very good. Of course, there's been a few companies here and there, but for the most part, corporate earnings were very, very strong. And there's also a ton of money still out there in the system. So even though rates are rising, they're still very, very historically low. So, companies will be able to adjust to those rising interest rates. And more than ever, this is offering what I believe is a long-term investment opportunity. So it creates a very long-term opportunity and that's what you should be investing is for the long-term anyways. And so, you know, I think that eventually here, I'm not saying that the market's done going down at all, However, once we start to see that volatility kind of moderate, I do believe that's the time that will offer an historical opportunity for a buying opportunity. So, you know, I mean, Randy and I remember, gosh, this was over 12, 13, 14 years ago, we were out doing seminars and live events during the stock market crash in 08 and people were panicking, people were selling, people were running for the Hills. We were telling them to do just the opposite. We were telling them to sell whatever they have, you know, sell their kids, sell their homes, whatever. I mean, <laughs> raise cash and invest it in this market. Mm-hmm. And it's going to create an amazing long-term opportunity for you as an investor. And a lot of people looked at us like we were absolutely nuts. However, what we found was we went into a 12-year bull market. And so 
the stock market in particular, we got to you have to put things in perspective. It was very overbought and it ran to the high and the S&P 500 was really being pushed higher by five technology stocks. And so the S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index. And so the bigger the company, the more shares and, and the higher the price, the more weight it has in the index. And so all the money post pandemic was rushing into technology stocks like your Facebook, your Amazon, your Netflix, your Googles. I mean, everybody was at home, right? And so these internet type stocks, internet based type commerce was receiving an amazing amount of attention. And there was a ton of investment going. And if you didn't have a weighting in that, industry, you were really underperforming the market. So almost forced and pushed the markets and institutional investors and the big money to kind of flow into that. Really what we're experiencing here is that headache. And, you know, we're still going back to, and I think we've reached the pre-pandemic levels. And so we're given a lot of that back. However, if you were properly weighted and your portfolio was properly rebalanced and you had multiple asset classes, you weather, you're weathering the storm just fine. And we'll get into that a little bit more detail as we, I want to give our listeners a true kind of roadmap or concise kind of strategy and things to think about in ways in which they can weather this storm and come out of this really looking good in a positive way. So, so just to sum up, you know um, yes, the markets are bad right now currently uh, there's a lot of volatility however uh, this too shall pass and the market is offering a great opportunity but you got to be more selective you got to be more active it's not about just throwing money at just everything or stock you know overvalued stocks and that's why literally last year in september we started adding value stocks and reducing growth stocks in our portfolios we started adding gold. We started adding commodities. So, you, you know, we didn't sell stocks completely, but you have to be able to readjust and rebalance. And more than ever, I can't stress this. The word of the day is rebalance. So you just can't have this kind of deer in the headlights. Oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. If your stock market weightings have come down versus your bond ratings and your portfolio is currently not in line with your long term investment policy statement, you know, let's say you had a 60-40 mix that you agreed on with your advisor, you know, that's probably gone down to a 40-60 mix or a 50-50 mix. You've got to rebalance your portfolio and reposition that and stay in line with your goals and stay in line with your long-term investment objectives. And so I'm, I, I've been through these bear markets and these corrections. I've been in this for 25 years now, and I've been through a lot of them. And so I see that as being one of the most common mistakes. And also one of the most common mistakes is just selling in panic and running for the hills. And we have not seen that panic yet in the markets. So we truly haven't seen capitulation yet. And capitulation is where the panic just gets so high that everybody just gives up and says, okay, I can't take it anymore. And I want to talk about that chart we talked about on some earlier shows as well. I want to bring that up and actually go through it. And I'd love to share it with our listeners as well. If they'd like to see it, I can email it to them and we'll tell them how they can get a hold of us. But so the inflation number came out this week and it was still very high. 
So the market is, you know, still selling off and it's still really resisting uh, these is really getting beat up by these headwinds. So until we see inflation kind of tame a bit and we see volatility tame a bit, we're still going to have some downward pressure. However, that shall pass. And more than ever, now is an opportunity. And don't make the mistake. I want to talk about a, a recent kind of condition that we're seeing. And Randy can probably attest to it too. Is you know there might be people out there, and I'm hearing from other advisors, even some of my colleagues, that well, you know, the market's done for. Um, I'm not making any money there anymore, so I'm going to sell out of the market, and I'm going to go buy a, a house or a real estate investment. And I'm going to rent it out and make money. You might as well do that, right? So there's so many problems and, and, and there's so many. And that's just such a big mistake right now. And we have Randy, who happens to be what I would deem a real estate investment expert. And I'll let him talk a little bit about that as well. But, you know, you're, 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 you potentially could be jumping from one fry pan to the other. So the real estate market had a massive, massive bull market, massive increase in prices has, we've, like we've never seen in history. And so jumping from one fry pan, selling off an asset that's low right now, and then jumping to an asset that's really high, just really isn't probably the most prudent idea. And it sounds easy. Oh, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to rent it out. And I'm going to make income. Guess what? It's not that easy, you know, to keep it rented, to pay all the expenses, to make sure, you know, the maintenance and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and, and that is it really going to be occupied enough to where it's going to offset all that, where you're going to actually, you know, make money more than you would mm -hmm. in the stock market or index annuities or whatever it may be that, you know, we can discuss today. So Brandy, I just want to bring you in here and kind of get your comments on that and, you know, t tell our listeners a little bit about kind of your background and how we can help because retirement planning isn't just about stocks and bonds and annuities. It's, it's, it really, you got to talk about real estate, right? Yeah. We have a 401k plan at the company. We get limited options of what to pick from. There really isn't any advice. You basically just pour your money into this, in this 401k plan and the years go by and you're looking at it, but it's not really being actively managed. And so we kind of developed this habit of not actively managing our portfolio while we're working. And then it kind of, that habit kind of carries over into retirement. So to your point, it's so true. We, we need to constantly be looking at, at our, por at our portfolios, you know, while we're working, while we're in retirement to make sure that it's properly balanced to help us achieve our goals and objectives. And, I'm not saying we should be rebalancing every quarter, like, you know, totally rotating the portfolio and, and getting out of everything into new things, but just kind of take a look and make sure that what you're invested in meets your objectives, your investment objectives, you know, and Eric, you bring up, really, I want to just touch on something real quick. And as you were, as you were going through your open there, I, 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 I've been following a stock and you mentioned technology stocks and growth stocks that were doing so well during the pandemic. Um, but over to the real estate, you know, Eric said that, and he's so right about right now, especially here in Florida, where we're all pretty much located that that's, that's listening you know we have such a demand going on here in florida um here here in this uh, especially in the tampa bay area you know if you're if you're not buying a house with cash and if you're not offering depending upon the price of the house 10 15 or more percent over the ask price you're probably not going to get the house and if you want to come in with any kind of financing it's going to be hard to get the house and so you know if you're going to, if you think you're going to sell your, you know, sell off your portfolio now or part of your portfolio now, 
trying to find some rental property. Um, now is not the time to do that and, and, and try. And then kind of um, missed the curve on that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. The time to do that was three years ago. Right. Right. You know? And I'm not saying sell off your, your investment portfolio in the stocks or bonds, but basically get into real estate three or four years ago was the time to really look at doing that. Prices have gone up so high, especially in residential real estate, residential rental real estate. Commercial is now following that. You know, we're seeing commercial properties flying off the if you off the shelves, you know, and people are buying up raw land to start building as well. So here in Florida, you know, uh, there's been numerous stories written about this, numerous mm. radio shows and TV shows about how hot demand here is in Florida for real estate. And that's not going to curve anytime soon. You know, they're talking about a potential um cooling off of real estate. I think it's going to be regionalized. I think parts of the country are already starting to see some pullback uh, in real estate values or, 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 or they're not going up as much. I think that's going to continue. I think here in Florida, overall, we're going to be stronger than pretty much the rest of the country because people want to come here to Florida for multiple reasons. Um, one, it's been happening for decades and people want to retire. They want to come to an area where they can enjoy the great outdoors. And we have that here. So, um, so here again, if you think you're going to going to sell off your portfolio in the stock market and get into real estate and and recover all your losses, it's probably not going to happen. As Eric said, you're getting out of one asset class when it's at a low point right now. You're buying into another one when it's at a high, and it's probably you know um, the worst thing you can probably do right now is to is to make that move. Um, you know, we are seeing you know record low inventory, in, especially in residential. You know, and a, lot, a lot of people do, uh, if they're looking to get into rental property, residential is where they're looking to get into. And here again, I'm not suggesting that you don't look at it, but if you're looking to liquidate your portfolio or a portion of it to get into residential rental real estate, now is not the time. Retirees and even some pre-retirees, uh, they are, we're in the process of following through with their retirement goals and downsizing. And so a lot of folks out there downsized, sold off their bigger home, put it in cash, and they kind of rented or sat there while they're having their new smaller home built, their retirement home, or they just they were going to go out there and search the market for it. And what they found was it's almost impossible. Mm -hmm. And I had some clients recently call me this week and they were in a conundrum and really kind of wanted some advice. And it was, you know, they went, they went to their building site you know, to check up on things. And they signed a contract a long time ago. They were supposed to break ground over six months ago and they still haven't broken ground. Uh, and the builder hit them with an addendum and said, Oh, by the way, we have a $40,000 price increase. And Oh, by the way, now interest rates on a 30 year mortgage is six and a half percent versus what you could have got when we first sat down, which was two and a quarter. So my fear is that this, these prices uh, are running away from folks. And I just don't think it's a good idea to be chasing it. And, you know, um, unfortunately, Florida has now become one of the most unaffordable places to live because of the, the, the prices going so high. So, uh, and I'm starting to hear people talk and say, well, you know what, at some point, these prices are getting too high. I'm just not going to spend anything. I'm going to sit in the sidelines put my money, sit my, sit on my money in the bank and I'm not going to do anything. So, uh, we could, we could potentially see a slowdown across the board and, you know, it just gets back to Sam. What we were talking about is investing with emotions can be very costly. Mm -hmm. 
And this is what we try to do at Take Point Wealth Management is take their emotions out of investing. And it may be time for some of our listeners out there to hand over the keys to somebody that's not going to be emotional when it comes to managing their money. But I, I love this one chart. You know, when times are tough, we want to limit our losses, right? So when things are going well, we wish we had invested more. We're all, you know, we all have this fear of missing out. It's called FOMO, right? And so, but when you're investing, giving into fear is often, often a very losing strategy. In fact, it's the number one mistake I see made. So more often than not, investors with this mindset tend to buy high, right? Which we just talked about, and then they sell low. Okay. So as they invest more in a rising market and pull money out in a falling market. And so I've got this chart in front of me and I know you guys out there listening can't see it, but I'd love to send it to you or email it to you. Uh, if you can reach out to us, uh, just, you know, you can Google take point wealth management, our phone numbers there or, or up in the upper right hand corner, you can just click on my calendar and set up like a 15 minute chat put your email in there and tell me, Hey, I want to see that chart and I'll email it right to you. But kind of envision this chart. It's kind of going, it's a line going up. And as it's going up, you know, people feel encouraged is the emotion and then they feel confident. And now things are riding high, kind of like they probably were in, in 2020, the end of 2020, they're feeling thrilled. And then they get this feeling of euphoria and, I remember, Randy, it happens all the time. And I was thinking to myself, oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. And there was these warning signs that I was getting. I was on the golf course probably about six months ago. And I was playing some golf with a group of guys. And let me preface this by saying there's nothing wrong with uh, blue collar contractors and workers and stuff like that. I get that, but they don't work in my industry. And they didn't even know what I did. So I just kind of kept quiet. And these guys were, you know, blue collar kind of builders and contractors. And they were talking about how, you know, they were just hitting home runs in the market and they were investing more and more in the market. And I can buy more, buy more. And they were just crushing it, crushing it. And, you know, all of a sudden these guys were stock experts, you know. And I felt like, oh, man, I remember what this felt like in prior to crashes before. And that's that feeling of euphoria. I can just do no wrong. You know, this is so great. I'm making so much money. The market just keeps reaching new highs and you know, I'm so euphoric and, and so smart. And then we get the sell off and the market starts correcting a little bit and it's slowly going down. It's okay. It's okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. Market go up, markets go up, markets go down. And they, they have this emotion and they're a little surprised. What's, what's going on here. And then things keep going down and, we get to the nervous emotion, right? And uh, I think that was something that we felt January, February of this year. People were starting to get a little nervous, like, hey, maybe the party's over. Or, uh, I just bought all these stocks and things were great. Now what's going on, you know? And then the market keeps going down and we're kind of at that stage where people are worried and we're, and, and we're at that worried stage. And we tend to see a little bit of a re relief rally and kind of a pause in the market, but then the market can hit another low. And now we see the panic stage and we haven't gotten to the panic stage yet, but that's when people will sell low. So they buy right before the market crash when they feel in that euphoria, investors tend to buy high, right? And now they're going to sell when things are beat up and low. So how does that make sense, right? So um, and that's what we try to really protect people from is, you know, 
is now is the time to be buying, repositioning your portfolio, rebalancing your portfolio, putting more money to work into the market. I would even go as far as saying, you know what? The exact opposite is sell real estate. If you have a bunch of real estate, take those big gains, pay capital gains. I want you to talk a little bit bit about capital gains in real estate because I get this question all the time. Pay those gains while gains are at a kind of a capital gains rates at an all time low. Right. And then reinvest in the market because it's beat up. You want to buy low. You're right. You know, this is like what those smart investors do. So um, you're never going to be able to time it perfectly. People, nobody can. The best traders in the world are only right 50 percent of the time. So you just you can't time it. But um, I, I feel like we're somewhere close to that stage and it makes sense. Because, you know, whenever you invest in something, no matter what it is, it should be long term, 5, 10, 15, 20 year commitment. So, um, you know, this is going to these types of markets tend to tell people a lot about themselves and also tells us of advisors a lot about our investors. And so it may be time to sit down with your advisor, redo your investment policy statement, realign your goals, talk about your long term goals, your retirement goals and, and put a plan together. Again, there's no right or wrong answer. There's no, there's no, you know, everybody has their own personal situations that that should help dictate these decisions. And here again, that's why we recommend coming in and talking to us. Let's take a look at, at uh, you know, what your over, overall portfolio looks like, both your, your stocks, bonds, and your real estate and, and seeing how you know balanced it is. We've had clients that come in that have been in real estate, they have, you know, 10, 15 or more rental properties and they know they're out of balance. And uh, one client in particular comes to mind, they they purchased 15 of their rent, all the rental properties during the Great Recession. They're coming out of the Great Recession, started buying them in 10, 11, 12, 13. So they bought them at great reductions in price. Now they've, they've tripled in value for what they bought them at or more. And um, to your point about capital gains, yes, capital gains is the is capital gains tax has been around for just around around about 80 years. It's the second lowest point it's been in history. So I'm not an advocate of paying taxes any quicker than you have to, but at the same time, if you do make profit, whether you're working, whether you're in the stock market or real estate, you have to pay taxes. And if you're going to pay taxes, now is the best time to go ahead and lock in those gains, pay taxes at a lower rate, and look to rebalance your portfolio into and maybe over into back into the stock market while prices over here are much lower. There's ways that we can invest your money to create a tax-free retirement. Mm-hmm. So imagine going from a very taxable situation to being able to invest your money into retirement, draw income, and and create tax-free income. Because one thing we know for sure is taxes have to go up with a $30 trillion uh, debt clock. I mean, we have to increase taxes. Uh, Obviously, we're not decreasing spending anytime soon. So there's only one other way to kind of get things under control, and that's to, um, you know, to raise taxes. Take Point on Retirement. We'll be back in a moment. You can contact Eric and his team at TakePointOnRetirement.com. Schedule a quick 15-minute chat. Get your retirement plan looked at. If you don't have a plan, get one constructed for you. Take Point on Retirement. We'll be right back. You're listening to Take Point on Retirement. To schedule your free no-obligation consultation, visit TakePointOnRetirement.com. At Take Point Wealth Management, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, trust Eric Arnett and his team of experts who have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom for more than 20 years. Let us help you protect and grow what you've worked so hard for. Schedule your free, no-obligation consultation now at TakePointWealth.com. 
I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network. Next time you head to the pharmacy, you could be in for some sticker shock. So, do you need to plan now for higher drug prices in the future? First, let's spell out the problem, and it's not necessarily a new one. Prescription drug prices have been rising faster than inflation for decades, according to AARP. To put it in perspective, the group says if gas had risen as much as prescription drugs have over time, regular unleaded would cost more than 12 bucks a gallon by now. For seniors on a fixed income, being able to afford prescription drugs is essential. Ron Mastrogiovanni of HealthView Services recently told CNBC, Whether you're affluent or whether you're the average person, I'll tell you what, when you look at your Social Security check, you're paying for health care. Prescription drug insurance plans provide some coverage, of course, but not all plans are created equally. And it's important that you know the details of your plan, especially what it will and won't cover. You really need to look at the coverage in those types of plans to determine what makes the most sense for you. Lawmakers in Washington have been trying to come up with solutions on several fronts. They include things like allowing the government to negotiate drug prices, capping the cost of insulin, and more. But those proposals have stalled. They were part of President Biden's Build Back Better plan. It passed the House, but that massive piece of legislation hit a roadblock in the Senate, even though surveys show big majorities of U.S. adults approve of those measures. It seems like everyone agrees something needs to be done to control costs, but just can't agree on exactly what that might be. In the meantime, what should you do to prepare for higher drug prices in the future? Well, putting more money in savings surely couldn't hurt, according to the experts, but that can only go so far. And what can you do now to save money at the pharmacy? Well, that is a key question to consider as inflation continues its upward climb. With the Retirement.Radio Network, I'm Matt McClure. Welcome back to Take Point on Retirement. Schedule your free financial consultation now at takepointonretirement.com. And welcome back to Take Point on Retirement. And if you were just listening during the last break, you just heard a story from Matt McClure of the Retirement.Radio Network regarding inflation, inflation specifically regarding drug prices. And we know a lot of pre-retirees and retirees have those expenses included in their monthly budgets. And I thought the really interesting fact to kind of pull out of that was if gasoline had been subject to the same inflation rates as drug prices, we'd be paying $12 a gallon at the pump. So inflation, you know, just an additional headwind that pre-retirees and retirees are facing. And Eric and Randy, you guys are helping people be prepared for that, right? And that's exactly why our retirees and even our pre-retirees, they really need to be a little less concerned about stock market volatility and adjusting in the markets. And they really need to focus on income. And one thing we probably don't talk enough about is, is is really shoring up that income in retirement. And so you've got to have income and, you know, you've got to have an income plan. And, And this is exactly why, you know, when we have volatility in the markets like this, where you could be losing portfolio value, it's going to drastically impact your income. But if you had your income sources and your income plan in place and you're getting the income that you need, and even you can, there's strategies that we can show you that your income can increase with inflation. You know, you're not worried as much because your income is locked in and you're good to go. And you always know that your income would be provided for. So you really got to, and that's one thing we do at take point first and foremost, is we talk about budget. We talk about income sources 
And then do we need to provide more income for you and, and lock that in and, and, and make sure that income gap that you potentially have is taken care of. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, inflation, whether it's going to keep going up or kind of slow down here and go backwards, you know, yes, that's very important, but, you know, inflation has probably been hidden and been around for quite a while. Some of the CPI numbers that the government puts out, you know, it's kind of cherry picked what they, (laughs) what they like to put in that report. But, you know, really what's going on is, you know, the market's just adjusting to inflation because the Fed is going to have to raise rates if we continue to see these inflationary numbers kind of, you know, flow higher. So, uh, that's really what the market's worried about is like how much more is the Fed going to raise, how fast and how quickly. And then also they're tightening monetary policy, which will take liquidity out of the economy. So it's really, really important that we, we get that income taken care of first and foremost. So, um, but, you know, I wanted to also kind of flow into we this show today. I wanted to really talk about and give people a place to go and, and strategies to implement and, and, and kind of help them create a roadmap out of the situation that they're, that we're currently in. So um, one thing that comes to mind is, you know, how I love these pictures and charts, Sam. So um, one of them, I'm bringing up one now and I'd love to share it with our listeners. So reach out to us and uh, Sam will provide all that contact information for you. But you know, str- this is a chart that is is called strategies for volatile markets, and the graph below, and if you can picture it, it's a bar chart, and basically what it shows is a is a hundred thousand dollar investment that was put into the market twenty years ago in January two thousand and two, and to December thirty first of two thousand and two, and so the example is, if you remained invested for the entire time, the entire period you would have accumulated $616,317 on a $100,000 investment. While an investor who missed just five, just think about that for a second, an investor who missed just five of the top performing days during that period, and I'm talking about a 20-year period, if you just missed five of those top performing days during that period, you would have accumulated only $389,264. So, you know, we're talking about staying invested, rebalancing, making some adjustments, but don't panic here and sell out because that's going to be the worst thing you can do. So, um, so if you missed ten days, you only had two hundred eighty-two thousand. That chart is amazing. Isn't it amazing, right? <laughs> it, it, I want people to see this because they're going to think I'm crazy, but you got to see this. This is real data, you know, past performance data uh, put out by Blackberg and Bloomberg. So. Uh, miss if you missed 15 days okay you only had 213,000 if you missed 20 days 167 and if you missed 25 days you only had 134,000 on a hundred thousand dollar investment over a 20-year period so that right there shows you if you try to time the market um, and you I, I've had people say hey can't we just get out for a while and then come back in and when, when we you know when we feel a little bit better about things and no you really can't to be honest with you because Nobody has a crystal ball. And if you just miss these little interday blips and, you know, like sometimes we might have a 5% re- relief rally and then the market will sell off a little bit or whatever. But um, that's, this is mind boggling. It was even surprising to me as an investment advisor in the, you know, for, in the industry for over 25 years, but stay invested, 
because missing those top performing days can really hurt your return. And um, can we just comment on there? Yeah, absolutely. I just, I just pulled up my uh, my phone and we started we started the morning out in the red. We're already back in the green. Oh, that's a, that's to exciting. Your, to yeah. your point about right. staying invested and having these rallies. Right. You know, so so um, yeah, it's good. To, it's good to stay invested. And uh, yeah, I want to uh, they can't be stressed enough. Yeah, and one of the just real quick, I want to talk about you know talking about the last chart about emotion and that kind of stuff and how people get euphoric and they get panic. You know, reason people panic is they don't have a plan. That's right. They don't they don't have a plan. They don't understand what they're investing in or what they're doing. And we don't understand that's when you have panic. That's when that's when you get those feelings. If you understand what you're doing, if you've educated yourself and spent time with a with a professional that knows what they're doing and will help educate you, you don't have to have those those fears. You don't have to have panic and and, and let that control your decision making. You know, if communication has broke down between you and your advisor or you're not getting the communication that you think you should be getting and it's not frequent enough, then yeah, you're probably feeling like lost or I don't have a plan. I don't know what's going on. Constant communication is so, so important. And that's one thing that we put first and foremost on the list and priorities with our clients is constant communication. We may even over communicate sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, um, our team here is immediately picking up the phone during market downturns, you know, just immediately doing that. We're also immediately evaluating the markets and immediately evaluating what are the things that we can do to actively manage this portfolio to try to, you know, at least minimize the volatility. You know, um, here's a great, another great chart. I love it. And I want, I just really hope people reach out so I can send it to them so they can see this. But um, one strategy, if you're listening out there, Maybe you have new money. Uh, I've got a client coming in today, a new client, same situation, Randy. He built a couple of homes during the boom. He just sold them, made a ton of money. And he's like, I'm not so sure about whether I'm going to build two more homes or not right now. Supply chain issues, Mm -hmm. cost increases, labor, you know, like his painter was like, well, yeah, you know, I'm going to basically charge a double now. I mean, like, because they're so busy. So, you know, labor costs, all these kind of things are going up. So he's like, you know what? This just doesn't feel right. I'm going to come in and see you. I'd like to talk to you about what I can do with this money. And here for, for new money, or even maybe, maybe you panicked and got out of the market in January or February, or maybe you just got out again. I don't know. So let's talk about a strategy for you going forward here today. And this is great. It's called dollar cost averaging, which will help you achieve a better outcome when markets are volatile. So strategy number one, just systematically investing $1,000 per month every month for a year, regardless of share price. Look at the results. So uh, the average share cost of dollar cost averaging in this example uh, was $19.44 a share. And there was over 617 shares purchased, okay? During the same time frame, if you invested 12000 just in a lump sum at the beginning of the year, you only had 480 shares and the average cost was 25 per share. So think about that. Dollar cost averaging back into the market, slowly taking advantage of these opportunities. And if you have new money or you kind of had money sitting on the sidelines or maybe you were an annuity or variable annuity or something like that and you need to make a change, then let's talk about putting a strategy together for you to dollar cost average back into the market and back into a good, solid, diversified portfolio that has value stocks, 
that has some growth stocks, that has some international stocks, you know, uh, small caps, mid caps, you know, uh, so, uh, some short term bonds, some index annuities, like a very broad based portfolio, some gold, a little bit of commodities in there. Like, you know, we have to be able to make small shifts in what I call our satellite positions to enhance upside or to uh, help minimize downside. However, the basis basic premises is take advantage of these low share prices. So if you were investing and putting money into the market last year, why the heck would you not be doing it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If no, you're truly right. a long-term investor, right? So these charts are kind of fascinating to me. I, I'd love to email them out to our listeners, Sam. That one, the stay invested chart, that, that just can't be. Everybody needs to call and ask for that chart because it really does. <laughs> it really is a cool chart. And and put it on your refrigerator. And when you wake up in the morning and you see the market kind of opening up, you know, with some red and you, you want to panic and freak out, put it on the front and look at, the, look at it and remind yourself. And be a contrarian, folks. Yes. Don't follow the herd. Guess what? Everybody's panicking and people are selling right now. And that's why you have downward pressure in the market. That's because the herd mentality is everybody follows the herd. I love this video. There's a video I saw years ago as a commercial, I think, from some big firm. But it was funny. It was like all of these people were running through a field and you could see there was a big cliff like the Grand Canyon coming and they were chasing, you know, this um, bull. And uh, all of a sudden, like, you know, these people, you could just see they were going to get to the edge of the cliff and they're all falling off, you know, like, oh boy, what's going to happen here? So if you're following the herd, you know, you're probably, you know, I, li- I like momentum. I get strategy momentum and stuff like that, but don't follow the herd. Be a contrarian and, 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 and rebalance here and put your plan together. And I want to talk about that, you know, after the next break or commercial, Sam, and, and get into what exactly the smart plan is and some of our recommendations for building what we think is a truly solid long-term retirement plan and investment plan that will weather all storms. Yes. Anyone who is interested in reaching out to Eric, Randy, and the whole team over there at Take Point Wealth Management, there's a few ways to do that. You can simply Google Take Point Wealth or just go online to takepointonretirement.com, schedule a quick 15-minute chat, and start getting your plan put together. And Eric, I, I definitely want to take a couple minutes and just let the people know You know, if they're a current client of, the, of yours, they know what it's like. But if they're someone that's just reaching out to you for the first time, you know, what's it like when they start working with you and the team over there at take point wealth management you know what it's just laid back it, the first it's a it's it's a it's a three-step process i mean we kind of pride ourselves on the process it's a disciplined process but the first appointment or even first chat session you know it's just to get to know you and who you are and and where you're at in life and to kind of talk about your goals and and to get the, and maybe you don't maybe you don't even know what your goals are but let's so we're going to help you determine what they are and, um, and then, you know, the, and then if we decide like, Hey, this makes sense, let's talk some more. We're going to set up another appointment and then we're going to start gathering the data and the information that we need to truly help you. And we're going to put together a full blown optimized long-term time tested, stress tested retirement plan for you and absolutely free of charge. There's no expenses to you at all other than your time and your engagement and your willingness to educate yourself. And that's it because we love to help people and that's what we're passionate about. I mean, sometimes I literally lay in bed at night thinking about all the people out there that need help. 
And we're truly passionate about that. And so we're going to get you the help you need. And at the end of the day, if it makes sense to make some changes, great. We hope that you choose us to help you implement those. Let's see if we're a good fit and we can work together. But it's just going to be a laid back chit chat. We're nice people. No one's going to bite you. No one's going to put a gun to your head and say, hey, you got to invest with us. Um, you know, and you might not need to make any changes at all, or maybe just some small changes and you're just going to build some confidence. You're going to build some clarity in what you're doing. You're going to feel better going forward. You're going to be able to sleep at night and you're going to be able to get on with your life. And you're also going to be able to get on with your retirement and really truly focus up on those goals. If we don't have goals and if we don't have ways to measure those goals, then we're really just kind of flailing and, and, and don't really have any direction at all. So, um, Brandy and I talk about that all the time in our business. What goes unmeasured doesn't get done, you know, so we've got to get this done for you first and foremost and let, let our team build a plan out for you. And if it makes sense to you and you feel comfortable with it, great. If not, that's okay too. We're going to cherish the opportunity just to chat with you and get to know you. So Randy, you had, you were, you wanted to, you had something that you wanted to talk about. I don't know if it's still on your mind. And we got kind of sidetracked with a commercial there. I'd love to hear your wisdom. Coming out of the Great Recession, you know, and here again, it gets back into education, you know, knowing your market, knowing what you're looking to invest in, depending on what it is. And this is a real estate story, but it, it holds true for any kind of investment. You know, we were we I knew that there was a there was no warehouse space for lease in the airport industrial park. And the county actually realized they had they, they needed to in, incentivize um, local um, contractors, builders, whoever to to uh, take advantage because they knew they needed space coming. And I was able to put together myself and two other business partners. We built two warehouses, um, eleven thousand square foot, and they were fully leased before they were done. And um, so we were able to take advantage of incentives and catch the market on the way up. And so, you know, but when I was putting this together. I talked to several people and they were thought I was crazy, if you will, for wanting to do this at that time, because it just at the time there was it. We were still here in, in the local market here. We're still feeling the effects of the Great Recession. And so but I knew that there was no supply. And so I knew that it was going to work out and it did. You know, so my my to Eric's point about, you know, uh, the herd mentality, about being contrarian. You know, if you if you educate yourself, you know your market, you know the investment, you got a plan. You know, you don't have to worry about what the herd is doing. It, here again, stick to your plan, work with your advisors, and make sure you got a good plan. Make sure you're here again. Education, I can't stress that enough. You need you need to be educating yourself. I've said this before on prior shows. People spend hours and hours and hours planning a one week vacation for their family for the summertime, but they're going to spend 20 years in retirement. They don't do any planning or educate themselves on that. So I can't stress enough. You need to educate yourself and, and don't just listen to some of the talking heads on TV, read some, Eric's got some great suggestions and great books that we can give you to read, recommend that you read because the more educated you are, the more comfortable you're going to feel communicating with us, the better conversations we're going to have together when you're in the office. And ultimately, the better decisions you're going to make and we're going to make together for your retirement. And you're going to have hopefully um, a less stressful retirement and a happier retirement, because you know one of the things that drives fear, especially in seniors, is I can run, run, run out of money, run out of money. Yeah. But if you got a good plan, you built a good plan and you stick to the plan and you change it when necessary. But uh, if you do all those things, you, you, you're going to have a, a much better retirement, much happier retirement and less stress. We talk about it on the show quite often, and it's what we call the smart plan. 
And I wanted to pull this up and, and get into this a little bit more. And, um, you know, as an example, our smart plan, you know, we always feel pretty strongly about following that rule of 100. And if you follow that rule of 100, you're not as panicky as someone who has not. But, you know, that rule of 100 is basically, you know, the amount of risk that you should have in your portfolio or your retirement plan. You take your age, subtract it from 100. So let's just say you're 60. That's 100 from, six, 100 from 60 from 140. You should really have about 40% of your portfolio in, you know, growth or asset classes that can grow. And that's not just equities and stocks. That's commodities. That's real estate, you know, growth type investments things that typically will outpace inflation. And so with high inflation, guess what, folks? We need more than ever to build a portfolio that's going to outpace inflation, right? Because your dollar that you had in the bank a couple of years ago is only worth about 68 cents, maybe less than that, maybe 50 cents. So we harp on this all the time is don't be too conservative. Don't panic. Don't put your money you know, under the mattress or in the bank because you've got to fight inflation. And if you put a smart plan together and you get through the good times and the bad times, you will outpace inflation. But, you know, just having a plan and having a game plan, staying calm here, uh, when unexpected unexpected events occur, you'll be fine. And and what's what we, lo- I mean, we kind of talk about it and it's braggadocious, but one thing that doesn't really happen here at take point wealth management during market turmoil, like we have is the phones really aren't ringing, you know, it's because we've already put those plans in places in place to weather this storm. So, um, you know, you've got to have that smart plan and we can get into the details of it, but you know, it's basically having about 40% in growth and then about 60% what we call safe money or smart monies, you know, safe, smart money. And that's utilizing indexed annuities to provide 100% principal protection. There's no interest rate risk. So if you just have that traditional bond portfolio, that 60, 40 portfolio, guess what? Bonds are down 12% this year as well because of the interest rate risk. As interest rates rise, bonds get crushed. And so, you know, if you had this plan in place, then, you know, you, you would be weathering storm quite nicely. And the smart plan um, is down a very, very small percentage versus the market, you know. And so, uh, you know, if you have a combination of index annuities, equity investments, some short term bonds, some commodities, gold, all that kind of stuff working together, good, strong value stocks, you've got to be rotating out of that growth and, and adding good, strong value stocks. I mean, financials, as an example, bank stocks with rising interest rates, their earnings are going to increase and do really well. So there's opportunities to rebalance and refocus the portfolio to take advantage of what's going on here. But, you know, having that smart plan in place to weather all storms is so, so important. And so, you know, we have a checklist here at Take Point Wealth Management when we sit down with you and it's it's really to re- well, number one is to reduce your taxes. And that's why I got Randy here, CPA for close to 30 years. And then, Making me sound old. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we are getting old, unfortunately. <laughs> but, and then my job is to grow your assets during retirement. So 
the first thing we've got to do is analyze your portfolio for the risks, expenses, the fees, and then see what the correlation is. Are you truly diversified? You might not be. Assess your income needs now. They're very different than they were a year, two, three years ago, and even maybe make some projections into the future, but assess monthly expenses and you know, look at what your guaranteed retirement income sources are going to be, including Social Security. Determine your future income gap. And so we can put things in place to, to fill that gap so you truly don't ever have to worry about running out of money, you know, and invest in that smart financial plan following that rule 100, smart risk, smart safe and fixed index annuities, tax free accounts, you know, we're going to try to get you to that tax free retirement the best that we can. So Roth IRAs, index universal life policies, which, which we call a life insurance retirement plan, let us show you how that works. So you know, follow the 4% rule. Don't be over tapping your portfolio and taking too much out 4% max, you know, so and you'll never outlive your money. Even in bad markets, you're not going to outlive your money with that smart, safe plan. So, you know, we're, we're super excited to share this stuff with you folks. You just got to take the first step and reach out to us. And we'd love the opportunity to, to improve things and optimize your retirement plan. Take that first step today and go online to takepointonretirement.com, or you can simply pick up the phone and call 352-616-0511 and online always available for you at takepointonretirement.com. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us today. And even though it's a a rough market right now, it's good to hear from you. And and I feel at ease at least. It's easy to kind of hide, but that's not what we do here at Take Point. So give us a call, folks. We'd love to help you out. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to Take Point on Retirement. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit TakePointOnRetirement.com or pick up the phone and call 352-616-0511. That's 352-616-0511. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and TakePoint Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA.